This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm San Francisco Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth and Mission. You've probably seen the viral images by now of a young black woman riding a horse through an Oakland protest with a Black Lives Matter sign attached to the saddlebags. She's Brianna Noble, a 25-year-old East Bay native and the owner of a horse training business. Chronicle reporter Tony Bravo talked to Brianna about growing up in the mostly white, privileged world of horseback riding and what it's been like for her and her horse, Dapper Dan, to become famous symbols of the Black Lives Matter movement. Here's Tony. Brianna Noble, it's nice to talk to you again. How have the last couple of days been for you since the photo of you riding Dapper Dan through the protest in Oakland last Friday went viral? Um, It has been, to say the least, very overwhelming um, and very exciting as well. Um, It's been really hard to um, kind of wade through um, everything that's surrounding this, um, as well as dealing with the emotion of, you know, everything that's, that's still going on with the current events of our world. But um, I kind of now feel this, um, this immense weight on me, this immense sense of responsibility to use this newfound fame, I guess if that's what we're going to call it, um, as a real platform uh, to make a huge difference. Um, so I feel like this is something I, I really, really have to do. And I want to do this right. And I want to reach um, as many people as I can and help um, and do as much as I can. So the image of you for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's actually several different photographers captured you at different angles and different moments in the protest. It's you riding your horse, Dapper Dan. In some of the photos, you're wearing a bandana over your face, like uh, social distance, uh, COVID style, lest we forget that the pandemic is also going on in the midst of this. In some of the photos, you're raising your fist and you have a Black Lives Matter sign over Dapper Dan's saddlebags. Um, Can you walk me through the decision to bring Dapper Dan to the protest last Friday? Yeah, well, Thursday... Thursday evening, I was in bed with my husband and, you know, I shared with him the, the video of George Floyd and, you know, um, as a, a man that was born and grew up in, in Mexico, he didn't really um, understand the depth of this issue, that it wasn't just a certain one single person dying, you know, so um, I sat up for hours that night kind of explaining, you know, um, all of this, this stuff to him and all the history behind this and all the, the different people that we've seen through, I mean, just throughout the, the history of my short little life that I've seen, um, this sort of thing happen to. And I just, I was so angry. Um, I was so, so angry and I just feel so helpless. Like nothing I can do can make a difference. Um, doesn't matter how loud I get, how angry I get, you know, what, what can me as little old Brianna that is really a nobody do in this situation? And, um, I, 
I thought about it and I feel like I'm powerful when I'm on my horse. And I thought, okay, well maybe, maybe I can give um, the media something to look at. Maybe I can kind of change the narrative of this. Maybe I can be the change that I want to see in my community and inspire some positivity if I take my horse down there. So um, I kind of got through my day and um, I'm like, oh, well, I need, I need signs. And so I just, you know, I ran home really quickly and I just got a cardboard box and cut it up and, you know, did my best to, you know, paint Black Lives Matter on some cardboard. And I ran back through my horse in the trailer and, and I just said, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to do it. Those images have since become much shared on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, there's been stories about you, you said, as far away as Europe. You've done interviews with international press. Are you surprised that the images have had the reaction and seemingly the power that they've had with some people? I, I'm blown away. I am completely blown away. Um, when I made the decision to do this, and even when I, I got there to the protest, you know, um, my hope really was to change the narrative, but I thought this was just something that would kind of go around the community in Oakland. You know, I figured it would just kind of sort of pop up on a couple people's stories. You know, I might get a few texts here or there, you know, from people in the community that, you know, like, oh yeah, hey, that's, that's Brie on a horse, you know, and, uh, I, I kind of thought that's that's all it would be. I did not understand how big, how far, you know, because I mean, just within in you know an hour of me leaving, you know, I figured the local news would pick it up. You know, I saw the helicopters flying over the top as I was leaving, and um, I didn't really recognize that it was going to make you know news all over California, and then national news, and then international, and then at this point i'm having you know people reach out for me from all over the world from Ken, uh, from kenya from finland from i mean everywhere and then it surprised me as well because um the horse world has really stepped up and i now have an amazing platform in the horse world to make a difference as well which is very surprising to me so i i'm just blown away by all of this I spoke to Quadvo Dwayne Detterville, a Black cultural historian and expert on images of Black culture in the media. And he said that one of the things that he thought was so powerful about this image was because the image of you, a Black woman on a horse, inverts and contradicts this stereotype of whiteness and white male power that's frequently associated with images of men on horses. When, when we spoke, you talked about how you grew up seeing images of generals and Napoleon and mostly white men on horses. Do you feel that it, um, that it reflects a change that's going on in the culture or a broadening of representation of who is a part of the horse world? Yes, I think this is um, a pivotal moment of change um, in the horse world. You know, I have in the past few days been reached out to by some really, really big names by, you know, um, some people, some that are, that have been Olympians um, and uh, some of the major 
news outlets in the horse world have reached out to do stories to interview me. That is a first. Um, the horse world, you know, I've been a part of this world for my, my whole life and it has um, more often than not been a very hostile, racist, non-welcoming place for someone that looks like me. Um, you know, throughout my entire life, you know, I walk into barns and there's honestly not been a time. Um, but I mean, it's more often than not, I, I meet people that are um, either completely ignore me or, you know, don't like me simply because of the color of my skin or aren't welcoming um, because of that. And this has really opened up a dialogue, um, not just with, you know, a couple horse people, but I mean, the horse world is talking about this, talking about how um, we need to have more diversity in the sport because it is impossible. It's not just hard, it's, it's dang near impossible um, for people of color, for low income people to be a part of this. And people are all um, looking to make a change. And I um, wanna say that I, I wanna be very proud to be a part of that. In, in making that change in in my world here. I understand from your mother that um, that finances were a topic um, that especially was significant as you were growing up in the horse world. She had a great quote. She said, I used to tell my girls that our last name may be noble, but we didn't have a royalty budget for horses. <laughs> um, you know, I've been hungry. Um, I've not been able to pay my bills. There's been been times where you you just don't know how you're going to make it and you know the horses they they just always come first but it's a really sad thing to say that it's you know being a professional in the horse world <laughs> i understand what my mother was was saying you know i understand why she pushed so hard for me not to do this nobody wants to see their kids struggle and be hungry um and it's really hard to say it's like the way things are i don't recommend that someone especially another person of color try to do this um it's it's really hard you you don't you cannot make it anywhere in this world without financial backing you have to start with money or you have to get really really damn lucky and meet somebody that you know is going to support you through this or you know meet a big name trainer that can kind of bring you up behind them um but it is impossible you know i still haven't find found a way to do it um it's definitely a hard thing that i i haven't figured out but you know this this sort of dialogue that we're having here the fact that people are taking notice um i'm hoping that things are going to change and this platform that I'm given, I'm hoping that I can make this world more accessible. So somebody that, that comes up behind me doesn't have to, like me, you know, I was, <laughs> I didn't have any money or support. So um, there should be space to help people like that, that want this as badly as I always wanted this. There should be someone that's out there. There should be something in our area to help people, help kids that, just want to do something positive and want to experience the life-changing magic of horses because you know people a lot of people will say oh well horses are a commodity and horses are you know something that are only for the privileged but look at how much change i was able to just a, a spark a, 
the conversations I was able to spark with doing this, and I didn't say a word, that horses are life-changing. I can do so much good with horses. We can change so many people's lives with this. We'll have more of Tony Bravo's interview with Brianna Noble, the Black Lives Matter horseback rider, after a short break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Let's get back to Tony Bravo's interview with Brianna Noble, who rode her horse Dapper Dan through a recent George Floyd protest in Oakland. Brianna, can you tell us about some of your plans for the future? One of the things you mentioned to me that I thought was especially interesting was a nonprofit that you're hoping to launch with some of the recognition you're getting from the images from the protest. My program is called Humble, and I want, uh, basically we're going to be using horses as a medium to inspire positive futures. So I want to be able to offer riding to um, youth and specifically inner city youth and um, people of color completely free of cost. Um, I also want to um, make sure that I offer it on a sliding scale as well um, with, you know, the rest of the money, the money that people can bring in going back towards, you know, the, the low income program, because like my parents, they weren't completely poor, you know, um, we are definitely horse poor, you know, they couldn't afford to really do anything more than send me to a lesson, a lesson a week, you know, um, but, but we had a, a little bit, you know, roof over our head and everything like that. So I want to be sure that that I offer opportunity um, to those people, even though they might not fall in what we categorize, categorize as low income here. Um, I want to make this inclusive for everyone and offer opportunity to kids that really want to take part in this. There have been a lot of comments on social media about what that image of you on Dapper Dan means to people. Um, one of the sentiments that's reoccurred was people saying they felt it was significant for other young women of color to see an image of a woman of color riding on a horse. How does it make you feel that there are some people that are saying that that image of you is in some way a role model or an inspiration? I mean, I'll reiterate that I just, I feel an immense sense of responsibility, you know? I truly believe that we have to be the change that we want to see within our community. And um, I do not take that lightly. And I do hope that I can be a role model. Um, I definitely feel like I, I have a lot of work to do on myself and, um, you know, building my business and this program and everything like that. So I can be something positive um, for these young people to look up to. One of the types of projects that you said Humble would be involved in in the future would be bringing horses into the community. You had an example of doing something like that with your sister in the Sunnydale neighborhood of San Francisco. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and what your sister does? 
Yeah, so my, my sister is a police officer um, in San Francisco, and she works specifically in the housing district of the Sunnydale. And um, one thing I'm really proud of my sister for is, um, you know, she truly thinks the same way I do, is that we all have to be the change that we want to see in our community. And um, she took the route of being a police officer, which is um, really, really a, a, a deep thing, you know, um, for her to take on that responsibility and creating that change from that platform. And I'm, I'm so very proud of her for that. Um, and she definitely has the same goals as me in terms of helping the community and providing opportunity for the kids there, you know? Um, so knowing, you know, um, this program Humble is something that, I mean, I've talked about for years, something that I've worked on. And, um, you know, now she has had this, this platform, you know, as a police officer working here, you know, um, she was having a community uh, working with the community event, getting a, a cleanup done with the, the local boys and girls club there. And she asked me um, if I could bring out my horses, you know, because this is something that those kids had never, ever seen before. And, you know, they had this event cleaning up the community and she wanted to give them, you know, um, something to inspire them, something um, almost, you know, a reward for the good that they were, were doing it, you know, um, uh, really, really pat them on the back for that. So I, I decided to bring my horse out, my horses out, you know, and she rode one of my horses with me and we got to ride through the whole community. And I was just, um, I was really, really proud of her um, in that moment there, you know, because uh, she has created such a, a positive um, space in the community there, you know, where we, we rode around and people are, Hey, Brittany, how you doing? You know, and she, Hey, Hey, Miss Georgia, how you doing today? You know, how's everything going? How's your, is your son out the hospital? You know, where she really had a relationship and you could tell that there was so much mutual respect, you know, and, um, we were able to bring the horses and the kids were feeding them and petting them. And, you know, the, the, the pictures we caught of the event were amazing, you know, with the smiles on the kids' faces, you know, and some of them were so scared, you know, and um, we were able to, you know, get them a little bit more comfortable and touching them and everything. And it was just a, a really cool, um, beautiful day. And, you know, me and my sister talked a lot about how we could get a program going to, you know, get horses out there to those kids in the Sunnydale that would never otherwise have this opportunity and, you know, run some programming for them. What can we do? You know? And I, again, I just felt so helpless because horses are so expensive. You know, it's, um, uh, it's expensive for me to, you know, drive them out there and, you know, spend my whole day that I now can't, you know, teach and, and, you know, be able to pay my bills and everything like that. So it's, you know, kind of leading up to the same frustration of not, having financial backing and wanting to do good and seeing the difference that it made. So um, we had that event and then um, it was such a hit that they, you know, she invited me back and I was able to um, really just have some fun on Halloween last year. They had a, a community block party. And so 
uh, I brought my horses back out again, you know, Dapper and um, one of the other guys that I have. And me and my sister bought costumes and we bought pumpkins and we rode through the community as the headless horsemen. And it was so much fun. And it was so great to see everybody smiles, you know, and have people petting the horses and talking to people. And, um, you know, I, I just really, really want to do more stuff like that you know so i'm hoping that as we launch this program humble i mean pretty much only constraints that we have in doing something like this is finances so i'm hoping that this newfound um, fame allows me to reach people that can help with that because this is this is the kind of stuff that we're trying to do this is what we will do um, I'm gonna find a way, one one way or another, to make my mark and make my difference and change my community in this way. Brianna Noble, thanks for being here this week, and good luck in uh, launching your future endeavors with Humble. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate you doing this interview. You can read Tony Bravo's story about Brianna Noble and Dapper Dan at sfchronicle.com. Thanks to Tony and Brianna, to King Kaufman for producing this episode. And to you for listening. Fifth and Mission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.